Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, BTC is at $36,912.92, down 4.03%. Ethereum at number two, $2,682.50, down 2.79%. Tether at number three, $1. BNB number four, $365.62, down 4.34%. USD coin, $1. At Cardano, number six, $1.03, down 5.60%. Solana, number seven, $99.70, down 8.36%. XRP at number eight, $0.60, cents, down 4.00%. Terra at number nine, $47.50, down 9.20%. And last but not least, number 10, Polkadot at $18.47, down 7.81%. Let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for correction. So we got is today, extreme fear at 20. Yesterday was fear at 28. Last week was extreme fear at 20. And last month was extreme fear at 23. Let's take a look at our five articles today. Article number one is... El Salvador's pro-Bitcoin FM fires back at IMF's insult. Article number two, hacker steals $320 million from Solana Ethereum bridge wormhole. Article number three, Bitcoin mining revenue plummets to six-month low amid downtrend. Article number four, musicians rage at NFT site auctioning songs without permission. And last but not least, the main topic today is Death knell for Mark Zuckerberg's crypto dreams after regulators block Meta's DM. All right. So before we get into the articles, just want to say thank you so much to all my subscribers and supporters. Thank you so much. If you're listening to the podcast, you can check it out at three outlets, Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcast. And if you're in YouTube space, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. It helps me out greatly. So let's get into it, everyone. Article number one is... El Salvador's pro-Bitcoin FM fires back at IMF's insult. The International Monetary Fund warned El Salvador to drop Bitcoin as legal tender, not just once or twice, but at least four to five times in the past. In fact, even the executive directors urged El Salvador to detach Bitcoin status as legal tender in the country. What's more, in a recent release, the IMF insisted that El Salvador dissolve its $150 million trust fund incorporated at time of its policy decision. Agree to disagree. El Salvador's finance minister, Alejandro Zelaya, responded to recent demands from the International Monetary Fund, and as expected, he remains undeterred from his pro-BTC stance. According to Zelaya, the IMF's demands are an insult to the nation's sovereignty. Uh, he posts here in an interview, he opined, quote, no international organization is going to make us do anything anything at all. Countries are sovereign nations and they take sovereign decisions about public policy. So quite contrary to the evaluation of the Article 4 published by the IMF, the minister went on to add, quote, we, reached, we have reached 4 million users. It reduced transaction costs for Salvadorans abroad and within the country. In addition to this, the minister claimed that El Salvador has complied with all uh, financial transaction and money laundering rules. 
So back up, El Salvador's President Nayib Bukele has dismissed the IMS recommendation on Bitcoin in the past. He remains hopeful and positive about Bitcoin and its value as a digital asset. In fact, he expects a gigantic price increase in the future as more wealthy individuals move in to acquire the flagship cryptocurrency. In a tweet, Bukele noted that there are more than 50 million millionaires in the world, while BTC supply is limited to 21 million coins. If every millionaire in the world one day owned at least one coin, there won't be enough for half of them, which meant a gigantic price increase. It's just a matter of time. Needless to say, some did, however, criticize the aforementioned narrative. For instance, popular gold bug and crypto skeptic Peter Schiff noted, but why buy entire Bitcoin when a single sat would do the job as well, which is nothing. That Bitcoin is merely an arbitrary bundle of 100 million sats. It's far more likely that millionaires who already own Bitcoin will sell. A gigantic price collapse is coming. So El Salvador's Bitcoin investment has been hit hard due to the most recent market crash. In fact, it has led to a 31.8% unrealized loss for El Salvador after it poured $88.4 million into the asset. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? El Salvador's pro-Bitcoin FM finance minister fires back at the IMF's insult. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, article number two. Hacker steals $320 million worth from Solana Ethereum bridge wormhole. So wormhole helps people move digital assets between Solana, Ethereum, and other blockchains. Wormhole, a protocol that allows users to move their tokens and NFTs between Solana and Ethereum, has confirmed that it suffered an exploit of 120,000 wrapped Ethereum, worth over $320 million, higher than the $250 million originally suspected. ETH will be added over the next hours to ensure we ETH is backed one-to-one. -one. It posted on Twitter, adding, we are working to get the network back up quickly. Earlier on Wednesday, a post on Wormhole's Twitter account noted the network was down for maintenance due to a potential exploit. But by that point, the exploit pointed out by Paradigm security researcher Sam Zun appeared to be real. A message on the Ethereum blockchain purportedly from Wormhole states, we noticed that you were able to exploit the Solana VAA verification in Mint tokens. We would like to offer you a white hat agreement and present you a bug bounty of $10 million for exploit details and returning the WETH you have minted. VAA stands for Validator Action Approval and refers to the process by which transactions get approved. The message means that the wormhole assumes with a wink and a nod that the hacker acted in good faith. In return, it will give them $10 million for pointing out a vulnerability, but it wants it quarter billion back. Wormhole has not yet responded to a decrypt request for comment. However, in addition to the connecting Ethereum and Solana, Wormhole also works with Avalanche, Binance Smart Chain, Oasis, Polygon, and Terra. It allows users of one chain to take wrapped assets and use them on another chain. Often so, they can take advantage of lower fees or different applications across networks. But to get their Ethereum into Solana, they must first lock it into a smart contract and then get an equivalent amount in wrapped Ethereum. They can then trade WETH for Solana-based tokens. If the message above is accurate, the hacker was about and able to short-circuit this and mint WETH without keeping ETH locked up. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? Hacker steals $320 million from Solana Ethereum Bridge Wormhole. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Okay, let's move along. Article number three. 
Bitcoin mining revenue plummets to six-month low amid downtrend. On-chain data shows Bitcoin miner revenues have now declined to a six-month low as the price of the crypto has continued to struggle recently. Bitcoin miner revenues fall to six months lows as per the latest weekly report from Arcane Research, the BTC miner revenues have now dropped to lows not even seen since six months ago. Over the course of the year 2021, the Bitcoin miners enjoyed some super high profits. There were two main reasons behind their amazing revenue during the period. First was the high BTC price. During the year, the crypto achieved two different all-time highs and was generally in a state of uptrend except for a few stretches. Because of this, whatever revenue Bitcoin miners gained also went up in value and kept them in a state of high profit. The other reason was the hash rate crash due to China's crackdowns on mining. The hash rate is an indicator that measures how much computing power is currently connected to the BTC network. With this metric, it's possible to tell how much competition miners are facing right now. The more the Bitcoin hash rate value, the harder the competition miners face and the lesser are their profits. Now, here is a chart that shows the trend in the BTC hash rate over the past year. As you can see in the above graph, the hash rate crashed in June in the period of low hash rate that followed after miners outside China started enjoying even bigger profits since the mining difficulty of Bitcoin dropped a lot. However, over the months, the indicator completely recovered from the crash and is now currently sitting around a new all-time high. At the same time, BTC's price has started struggling as it has crashed below 40K. These two factors combined have meant that profits for these miners have seen a significant reduction. If the hash rate continues, its uptrend and the price of Bitcoin also doesn't see any significant recovery, the mining profits will also continue to go down in the near future. So the BTC price at the time of writing, Bitcoin's price floats around 38.5K, up 1.5% in the last week. The below chart shows the trend in the price of the crypto over the past five days. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? Bitcoin mining revenue plummets to six-month low amid downtrend. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right. Uh, before we get on to round two of the articles, just want to say thank you so much. I've been looking at the analytics, and now I've seen a upboost of uh, listeners on my podcast from America. So thank you so much for you guys. I know you guys have been really interested in cryptocurrency lately. So if you have any suggestions or recommendations, please send me a DM, and I'll try to make it on the next podcast. So again, catch me on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And if you're in the YouTube space, comment down below and let me know what you guys want to hear in the future. All right, let's keep on going. Article number four. Musicians rage at NFT site auctioning songs without permission. Don't worry, your favorite indie band didn't get into selling NFTs overnight. A new NFT platform called Hitpiece has caught heat from a number of musicians, largely indie bands, for selling NFTs of their music without permission. Per a description on its website that has since been taken down, Hitpiece lets fans collect NFTs of your favorite songs. What that seemed to mean in practice was music was available on Hitpiece, like a streaming service, to be turned into NFTs without consent from musicians. To backtrack, an NFT or non-fungible token is a unique electronic thing that exists on the blockchain, which is what also powers cryptocurrency. As NFTs have gained traction in the music and art communities over the past several months, many have criticized them for negatively impacting the environment via the blockchain and just not making sense. Which brings us to Tuesday, when dozens of artists weren't too happy to find out their music was on hit piece. Hey, you stupid... Mm. 
we don't have any deal with you or any NFT site, and there sure does look like an active auction going on for a Speedy Ortiz song, tweeted said the Dupuy of the band Speedy Ortiz. Singer-songwriter Ted Leo called the site bottom-feeding scavengers of late capitalism, sucking the last marrow from our bones. While Jack Antonoff called any bleachers NFTs, mm -mm. other artists took to him at the site's functionality, including producer Atrack, who tweeted, I can't seem to find a way to hear the music and or buy their tokens, etc., and called Hitpiece a scammy beta demo. Multiple artists said on Twitter that they had reached out to lawyers to send cease and desist letters to Hitpiece while raising questions about how the site fit into their distribution agreements, which allow music to appear on authorized streaming services like Spotify. Other artists who criticized the site include Muna, Clipping, and Adult Mom. Wow, look at all these tweets. Crazy. In a since-deleted tweet replying to Nat Puff, who performs as Left at London, Hitpiece insisted, your music isn't on our site, nor do we stream music. Later Tuesday night, the site issued a notes app a statement saying that artists get paid for sales on Hitpiece and that the site is committed to evolving the product to fit the needs of the artists, labels, and fans alike. Clearly, we have struck a nerve. The platform understated the issue. By Wednesday, all information had been taken off the hit piece website and replaced with the message. We started the conversation and were listening. Well, sorry to all the fans who were looking forward to the access and experiences. Hit piece promised from its NFTs. So, wow, look at that. Crazy. Musicians rage at NFT site auctioning songs without permission. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think about this article. All right, let's get on to the last topic, the main topic. Death knell for Mark Zuckerberg's crypto dreams after regulators block Meta's DM. So, a once ambitious but now faltering Facebook-backed digital currency project known as DM is dead. Its assets sold to bank holdings company Silvergate Capital. Silvergate and the DM Association announced the sale on Tuesday. Meta, which owns Facebook, did not have a comment. A Facebook spokesperson, however, pointed to tweets by Stefan Casriel, head of Meta's cryptocurrency wallet Novi, that said the decision to sell was not made by Meta, but by DM Association. We hope the association's sale of their assets to Silvergate Bank will allow the project's vision to live on, because we still believe in the shared financial inclusion mission, Casriel wrote. DM said it became clear that our dialogue with federal regulators that the project could not move ahead. As a result, the best path forward was to sell the DM group's assets, and the project will wind down in the coming weeks. It's been clear for a while that DM, which was first named Libra, was fighting an uphill battle with regulators. Meta has gradually distanced itself from the project. Last May, the DM Association, which at the time included Facebook and 25 other companies, entered a partnership with Silvergate Capital Corp. to issue a stablecoin backed by the U.S. dollar. A stablecoin is a digital currency backed by real-world assets such as national currencies or other commodities. Facebook announced the Libra project in 2019, at the time envisioning it as a stablecoin based on a basket of national currencies that could serve as a global currency for the unbanked around the world. But the effort was scaled back considerably amid regulatory and commercial backlash. It underwent a name change in December 2020. So... What do you guys think about this article? Death now for Mark Zuckerberg's crypto dreams after regulators block Meta's DM. Comment down below and let me know if you think this is a good thing or a bad thing.
All right, let's take a look at the prices one last time before we head out. At article, at, sorry, at number one, Bitcoin is $36,870. Ethereum is $2,678. Tether, $1. BNB, $364. USD coin, $1. Cardano, $1.02. Solana, $98. XRP, $0.59. Cents. Terra, $46. And last but not least, Polkadot, $18. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Catch me on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you're in a YouTube space, like, share, comment, and subscribe. I hope you guys have a wonderful crypto day, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you so much. Peace.